Tonight I want to talk to you about a passage of Scripture that, to be honest with you, has bothered me ever since the first time I ever read it. And that passage of Scripture is uh, Revelation chapter 18, verses 9 through 19. But before we read those verses, I want you to picture something with me. What if you went to the grocery store tonight, and you walked up to the counter... And I don't know how many of us pay with cash anymore. <laughs> we got check cards and all that kind of stuff. But if you had cash, if you walked up to the counter and you were going to pay with cash, and they said, you know what, unfortunately, we're no longer accepting dollar bills here in our stores. Or what if you went to the bank? Or what if you were checking out your accounts online, because so many people do all their banking and their bill paying online now. And what if they said to you, <laughs> you know those numbers on the screen there? You know those numbers when you log into your account? You know that printout that you get in the mail? You know those numbers? Well, well, really, they don't mean anything anymore. They've been deleted. We're not recognizing those numbers anymore. They mean nothing. Or if you called about your retirement accounts, and the person on the other end of the line said, unfortunately, sir, unfortunately, ma'am, there's nothing there anymore. It's been wiped out. Can you imagine what that would feel like. Well, some of us can kind of imagine what that feels like, can't we? It may not have been exactly like that. It might have been a little bit different, but but there have been many people in our country over the last year or two that have lost a significant portion of their worth, of the money that they had, of the investments that they have. In fact, some people have lost it all, certainly thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. Well, tonight... We're doing the first of a short two-part series called Investing in Eternity. We're thinking about money, and we're thinking about the resources that God has given us. Now, I do want to say at the beginning of a message about finances, I do realize that there are some people that are really sensitive about talking about money, especially at church. And I would just ask you, if that's the case for you tonight, just to consider why is that? You know, some people say, well, it's because it feels like every time I go to church, that church talking about money. Well, I can sympathize with that a little bit because I know that there are many churches that are begging people for help, okay? But I want to tell you tonight with all of my heart that New Hope is not looking for anything from anybody, all right? We want to help you tonight. We want to challenge you to grow. We want to challenge you to be obedient to God in every area of your life, and apparently, Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ thought that money and possessions was going to be very difficult for us to navigate. And so he's given us a lot of instruction about that, and we need to think about that. We also need to realize that he wants to use resources to do his work around the world. So we need to learn about those things. So if you're sensitive just because churches bring it up a lot, I just want you to know tonight, that's not what we're doing. Now, if you're sensitive because you're not honoring God with that area of your life, then that's between you and the Lord. You're all going to have to deal with that. But I do want to help us to think about this very important area of our lives. And tonight I want to talk to us about the idea that money isn't everything. Now, as we approach Revelation chapter 18, I want to explain a little bit about the context of what we're looking at because we're going to start in verse 9. We're not going to go back to the beginning of these verses. But if you'll notice, as you turn to the book of Revelation, where are you at in your Bible? Just before the maps and the index, right? <laughs> okay, the concordance. All right. it, it's, it's at the end of your Bible. In fact, these verses that we're talking about are in fact talking about the events that are going to happen not only at the end of your Bible, but at the end of history. At the end 
of the world and its history. And specifically, in uh, Revelation chapter 18, it's talking about when God's going to wrap up his work in this world and the way that, that things are done in this messed up world that so many of us struggle against and we wish would be changed and we're looking forward to heaven. Well, one day, all of that's going to be finished up and all of it's going to come actually, we see in these verses, crashing down. And as the Lord talks about that, as he talks about this world system, the way the world does things and how he's going to bring that to a conclusion, he kind of puts a face to uh, the world. And and he calls it really Babylon. He he calls it a city, okay? And and he actually speaks of it in in feminine terms. He, He refers to it as a she, as a lady. So he's talking about a city. And he's speaking about it in female terms. And the reason I say that is because we're going we're gonna to pick up in the middle of some verses here. And you wouldn't understand that unless you know what I'm, what I'm sharing with you now. As he's talking about this lady, as he's talking about this city, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about the world and the way that it operates. And how all of that is going to come crashing down at the end of history. And in the midst of that, he talks about possessions. He talks about material things. He talks about money. So many of the things that we tend to focus our lives upon. And I believe the Lord wants to to use the truth of Revelation 18 to challenge us to think about the fact that maybe money isn't everything. Amen? Let's look at Revelation 19 or 18. It says in verse 9, And the kings of the earth who committed acts of immorality and lived sensuously with her. Okay, so you know who that her is now, right? Okay, the world and its way of doing things, it will weep. They will weep and lament over her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance because of the fear of her torment, saying, whoa, whoa, the great city Babylon. There it is, the strong city for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. Cargoes of gold and silver and precious stones and pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and every kind of citron wood and every article of ivory and every article made from very costly wood and bronze and iron and marble and cinnamon and spice and incense and perfume and frankincense and wine and olive oil and fine flour and wheat and cattle and sheep and cargoes of horses and chariots and slaves and human lives. It says, the fruit you long for has gone from you, and all things that were luxurious and splendid have passed away from you, and men no longer find them. The merchants of these things who became rich from her will stand at a distance because of the fear of her torment, weeping and mourning, saying, Woe, woe, the great city, she who was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour such great wealth has been laid waste. And every shipmaster and every passenger and sailor and as many as make their living by the sea stood at a distance and were crying out as they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads and were crying out and weeping and mourning, saying, Woe, woe, the great city in which all who had ships at sea became rich by her wealth, for in one hour she has been laid waste. Now, there's several things I want us to bring out and consider tonight in terms of finances and material possessions that I believe the Lord would warn us about or challenge us from these earths. First of all, we need to realize that things are not always going to be 
as they are right now. Do you realize that? As we think about what's happening and the image of what is happening in Revelation chapter 18, you can almost just envision a systematic, and you've got to read the whole book of Revelation, which, by the way, the Bible says is a blessing. If you read the book of Revelation, there's a blessing that comes from that, of understanding God's word and God's plan. But as you read that, you see almost a systematic dismantling of this present world and the way the world currently operates. It's all crashing in. It's all wrapping up. It's coming to an end. And what we want to focus on tonight is, is that a big part of that will be that things that, now listen, things that were once considered valuable will no longer have any value. In fact, if you look at these verses, look at what it says. He says in verse 11, he says, And the merchants of the earth weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. That actually can be translated more specifically, no one is buying their cargo anymore. It's a present tense kind of thing. It says they just begin to realize that, that as it stands, they're standing there and they're living out the experience that nobody's buying things anymore. Then in verse 14, it says, the fruit you long for has gone from you and all things that were luxurious and splendid. What does that sound like? Valuable things, right? Things that were worth a lot. All those things have passed away from you. And men will no longer find them. That passed away means they've left. They've departed. They're gone now. It says all the things that used to be valuable, they're, they're, they're gone now. All that value is gone. Then in verse 17, it says, For in one hour such great wealth has been laid waste. And actually you can translate that, such great wealth has been, this is probably even a better translation for us to understand, such great wealth has been stripped of its value. Tonight I've got some uh, currency here from some different countries. We know what this one is, right? (laughs) This is is our dollar bill. Well, I just came back from Thailand, and this is a a 20 baht from Thailand, so that's a Thailand bill there. This uh, is from Brazil. I've never been to Brazil, but somebody let me borrow their Brazilian money there. It's two of something. I don't know what it is, but it's some kind of bill there. And this is actually yen, Japanese yen, that I picked up in Tokyo when we were coming back from our trip. Now, all of these are really, if you think about it, and you notice I've got them in protective kind of cases here because I actually I, took, I, I, I had some of this on my trip with us when we went to Thailand, and I didn't want to get, to get messed up. You know why? Because it's made out of what? It's made out of paper. This is just what? This is just paper, but we have assigned, we've agreed that this paper has value, haven't we? Well, I've got some more paper up here. I don't know if anybody's ever seen one of these before. This is a Confederate $2 bill. There was a time in our history when, when, when there was a northern portion of our country and there was a southern portion of our country and we had the Civil War and all those kind of things, well, this was the money that they used in the southern portion of our country. This is Confederate money, okay? It's about, I can't remember how many years it is. It's, it's old, okay? <laughs> well, it's 1865 or so. I think it's 1862 is when this was actually printed, all right? The difference between this piece of paper and this piece of paper is what? You can't use this piece of paper anywhere, can you? Nobody will honor that piece of paper anymore. 
It is, in that sense, of no value, is it? It's worthless in terms of using it for money, for goods and services. To think about an even more contemporary example, I've got here 10,000 kids. A $10,000 bill. Has anybody ever seen one of those? A $10,000 bill from Zimbabwe. And I'm keeping it. It's mine. Me and Shannon are going on vacation. (laughs) It's real. I mean, I'm not kidding. That's a $10,000 bill from Zimbabwe. The only problem is, in the last 10 years, Zimbabwe, you may have heard, has faced something called hyperinflation. It got so bad that just a couple years ago, in 2008, they began printing. Now, I've got a $10,000 bill. They began printing $10 million bills, $50 million bills, $100 million bills, $250, $500 million bills. At the time that they printed the $10 million bill, you know how much it was worth? $4 American. In fact, don't we have a picture of a newspaper article? Do we have that on the screen? We have a, a newspaper article where when they issued the $10 million bill, it said it won't even buy you a hamburger. There's a guy holding a $10 million bill and it would not even buy. When they issued the $50 million bill, it was worth $1 American. What does that tell you? It was going down, wasn't it? When they issued the $500 million bill, it was worth $2 American. By late 2008 and into early 2009, the very first couple weeks of 2009, they were printing billion-dollar bills, and within a week or two, they were printing trillion-dollar bills. The highest that I heard of was a $100 trillion bill. What? Only U.S. congressmen talk in those terms, right? A hundred trillion dollar bill that was worth $30 American. Friends, do we realize one day, do you hear what God might want to say to us tonight? One day, the money that we have worked so hard for is going to have a drain hole cut in the bottom of it, and it's gonna, all, the, all the value is going to be sucked out of it. It's going to, just like it said in verse 17, for in one hour such great wealth has been stripped of its value. It will be, this will be just a piece of paper that has no value to do anything for your life. And you know what really has always struck me about this passage is the next thing that really kind of comes out from it. Not only do we need to realize that things aren't, always as, things aren't always going to be like they are right now, but we need to realize that things are going to change fairly quickly. Did you notice as we was reading these verses? It talks about that. Have you ever been in a situation where things changed very quickly? Or maybe you're just having a normal kind of day, but then just in a moment, things change very dramatically? I remember a couple of years ago, Shannon was at Women of Faith or something, and my dad and and uh, stepmom came, and they were visiting with us, and they said, hey, you know, let's, let's go do something. Let's, uh, let's go to Montreal. I said, okay, let's go. Let's go to Montreal. So we were just going to go for the day, 
ride around. They just wanted to say they've been to Canada before. And so we're about halfway. Actually, we're about, we were, I guess we're about to Plattsburgh. My dad, he's always worrying about details, you know, just everybody got everything, you know, we got, we got enough money, we got gas in the car, have you changed the oil recently, that kind of stuff. So we're riding along, I'm just enjoying a trip with our family, hadn't seen them in a while, and my dad says, he says, Rob, do you have a driver's license? I said, yes, daddy, I'm a big boy, I got my driver's license, you know. He says, okay, okay, I just want to check, make sure. We're driving along, and I got to thinking, yeah, I got it, but I just had a birthday, and, you know, we've been living in New York for a little while. So, uh, actually, and I pulled it out and I got to looking at it. My driver's license was expired. <laughs> well, well, I'm not going to turn around. We're in Plattsburgh. We're, we're going to Canada. It'll be all right. We went to Canada. Had a good day. Come, I know I've never, every time I've ever come back from Canada, it's just, you know, they, they look in the window, talk a little bit, wave, smile, you know, you drive off, no big deal. This particular day, I'm not kidding, there was a long line. And, and we were wondering, what's going on up there? They were checking every single, no, I'm not talking about, they were, can I see your ID? They were making people get out of the car they were opening trunks. I mean, they were just like interrogating people. I'm like, I'm serious. I was starting to get worried. I was sweating. I was like, you know, I've heard stories about people. But, I mean, I'm just envisioning my, my precious little kids. You know, I'm going to have to send them across the border with my, with my dad and his wife and say, guys, we'll work it out in a few days. <laughs> so I'm praying. We pull up to the checkpoint there and. And the guy comes over and he says, okay, sir, you know, what's your name? And I told him my name. He says, you know, where are you from? And I told him where I was from. He says, you know, what's your business here? I said, well, we got some family up. They're just visiting. We were just kind of wanted to say we've been to Canada walking around. We heard there was kind of a nice little movie about bugs at the, uh, the IMAX theater. About that time, Lindsay, she's just she's really little at the time. She said something, don't forget the bugs, daddy. <laughs> she wanted me to tell the, the guy about the bugs. And the guy just smiles and says, okay, have a nice day. <laughs> I said, whew. Thank you, Lord. Amen. <laughs> now, that's kind of a funny situation. But I was just having a good day. I was just having a, a fun time. And things could have changed pretty quickly, couldn't it? You know, all of us have had days where things change very quickly, haven't we? One minute our life is normal, and the next minute it'll never be the same. Back in verse 8, it says, For this reason, in one day... Her plagues will come. Did you notice the verses that we read? It was actually more dramatic than that. What did it say in uh, verse 10? It says, Woe, woe, the great city Babylon, the strong city, for in one hour your judgment has come. In verse 17, it says the same thing. For in one hour such great wealth has been stripped of its value, has been laid waste. In verse 19, it says, Woe, the great city in which all who had ships at sea became rich by wealth, for in one hour... She has been laid waste. Again, that idea of all of the value has been stripped from her. Now, don't get me wrong. The end of history, the crumbling of this current way that our world works will not be a total surprise. The book of Revelation and other passages show us that there will be some indicators that it's coming. 
In fact, Jesus talked about that over in the book of Matthew, many places in God's word. But in Matthew 24, verse 33, as he's talking about some of these things, he says, so you too, listen, he's speaking to us. So you too, when you see all these things, now we can't look at all of them tonight, but you can look, you can study in God's word. And we have studied before some of these passages that give us some of the indicators that, that it's getting closer to Christ coming back. But Jesus just uh, kind of gives a summary of that in verse Matthew 24, 33. says, so you too, when you see all these things, recognize that he is near. Right at the door. So I guess my question tonight is, do you recognize that these things are near? Because many of those things that he talks about are happening right now. And I think what the Lord would say to us is, if you are ever going to get ready, now would be a great time. Amen? Because at some point, do you hear what it's saying? At some point, in a very short amount of time, it's all going to come to an end. And all the things, this is really the, the main point I think God wants to get across to us tonight, all the things that we have considered, that we have placed so much value upon, those things are no longer going to be of any value. He even here talks about gold and, and precious stones and things like that in verses 12 through 14. In Zimbabwe, it's happened over roughly a 10-year period of time. The indicator started, and then over a two-year period, boy, just really the bottom fell out. And my understanding is, uh, in 2009, they basically put a moratorium on their own currency until they could figure it out. Okay, so it was about a 10-year a period. Then over about a two-year, the end of that 10-year period, it just, very quickly, it was gone. In these verses, the Lord says, in one day, and even quicker than that. I mean, we're talking about Zimbabwe is over a 10-year period. He says in these verses, in one day, no, even in one hour, it's all shut down. So in light of that, the last thing I want to challenge you to think about tonight is, is that God calls us to a different set of values. Now, that's a little bit of a play on words, but it's true, isn't it? God calls us to see a bigger picture. God calls us to not get caught up. Are you listening, friends? God calls us not to get caught up in all of that. In fact, don't you just love our Lord? In another great display of how he always offers grace just before judgment. If you look back at verse 4, right before this pronouncement is given, right before this happens, it says, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out, from, come out of her, my people, so that you will not participate in her sins and receive of her plagues. In that verse, it says that right before God pronounces that judgment, right before God begins to wrap all of this up, he gives people one last chance. He says, come out from that. Leave from that. What was, was he talking to his followers? Was he talking to Christians who had just gotten their priorities off? Or was he talking to people that had not yet given their life to him? But he says, okay, now's the time. You better come now. You better. Or was he talking to both? I think it probably, very possibly is both. There were those who had put their trust in him but had gotten pulled away by those things. There were also those who had never put their trust in him and this was their last chance to respond. I think he's saying anybody that will listen, you better go ahead and come to me. But here's the thing for us. If God would say that to them, 
What would he be saying to us tonight? What's all throughout his word, isn't it? We don't have to guess about that. The Bible says, and even more and more, as we see the day of Christ drawing near, listen, friends, we need to get our priorities straight. We need to check our values and ask ourselves, what is it that we are giving our lives to? What is it that we are investing our lives in? It's time to get things right with God. It's time to get the right perspective. It's time to live His way and to invest our lives in eternal things, not temporary things. And in fact, you might say, He would say it the most to us because by the time it gets to Revelation 18 verse 4, basically you're just getting in by the seat of your pants, right? There's not going to be a lot that you can do. I mean, it's just going to be last minute. Hey, just try to... You know, do the best you can to end up with, you know, on the positive side, right? But what would he say to us? I don't know when that day's coming. But if there is time between now and then, then we have the opportunity to use the things of this world in a way that honors God and do not lose their value. You understand that? Revelation chapter, I mean, Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14, just one example of many in God's word. Now listen, many times in the New Testament, actually all throughout the Bible, God speaks to his people about getting our lives right with him. Many times in church, it seems like the message seems to be directed to somebody out there, those people out there. You know what? God's message all throughout the Bible, it is many times directed to who? Us. God says we need to get straight. And all throughout the Old Testament, all throughout the New Testament, this is just one example. He says, do this. All these instructions he's been given prior to verse 11. He says, do this knowing the time. Are you listening, friends? Are you asleep tonight? Are you hitting the snooze button? Are you hearing God's alarm going off? Do this knowing the time that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now, salvation is nearer to us than when we believe. Isn't that true? Christ coming back is closer. If you've trusted in Christ, it's closer than when you first trusted him. Amen? You're closer to that day. It's not getting farther away. It's the, the, the sands are going through the hourglass. I mean, it's, it's coming down to an end. He says, the night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore, there's an obvious conclusion to the Apostle Paul. He says, the night is almost gone, the day is near, therefore, in light of that, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality, not in strife and jealousy. God says, listen, we should not be living our lives like the rest of the world. We should be living as if he is coming back. And we need to be getting ready for that. And we need to be helping other people get ready for that. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regards to its lust. Again, like I said, that's just one of many warnings that God gives to his people throughout the New Testament that we need to think about. We need to ask God to help us to reorient the priorities and the values in our lives. It's okay to use the things of the world. You understand that? In fact, we're going to learn next week, it's not only okay, we should use the things of the world. The problem is, is God doesn't want us to get attached to them. Or God doesn't want us to use them primarily to focus upon our own selves. 
God wants us to utilize the thing. Listen, these things, guess what? This is just paper. Don't tell anybody. It is just paper. But now the world around us says it has value. So why don't we use it as much as we can for God's glory until all the value gets sucked out of it? And then we can say, we didn't need it anyway. We knew all along it was just paper. We just thought we'd use it to the max for God. Amen? That's the way God wants his people thinking. This week, uh, me and one of uh, our kids were, were on a visit for outreach on Wednesday night. We were just riding along, listening to the radio, just you know, kind of enjoying being out together. And all of a sudden, we went around a corner, around a curve, and there was a lady lying on the side of the road. And there were some people that had just stopped to help that lady. Now, thankfully, as far as I know, she only broke her leg. I cannot believe it. She hit the windshield of a car and was thrown. Somebody just hit her coming around a, a blind curve in the middle, of, you know, in the darkness, you know. But I just began to think to myself, you know what? Just like that, things can change, can't they? I mean, I thought to myself, what if, you know, if that car was in front of us, what if we had been coming along here? Wow. I mean, life can change. What about that lady? Her life, she could have lost her life that night. It's possible her life may be changed forever because of what happened that night. It only takes a moment, doesn't it? Friends, is it possible that God is doing you a favor tonight? And he is saying to you, you are a follower of mine. You've put your trust in me. You're doing well. You're moving forward. But there, there, there's some priority changes that need to happen in your life. You're not getting ready for that day. You're not helping other people get ready for that day. You are putting too much emphasis on the things of this world. I want you, yes, to utilize the things of this world, but I want you to utilize them to the, to the best of your ability so that I can get the most out of them for eternity's sake. It's real easy to get off track, isn't it? Isn't it? It's easy to get off track. And I wonder tonight if God's doing one of his children a favor, a wake-up call for you. You know what? There may be somebody here tonight that you have not put your trust in Jesus Christ. You are putting your trust in the things of this world, whether it's money, whether it's a relationship, whether it's your job. And, and we all sense it, don't we? Those things are temporary. And probably more than any of us in our lifetime probably have ever experienced, except for those who maybe there, there's still some people maybe that have been through the depression, but for most of us, we've never experienced the loss of value so quickly, have we? And of all times in our life, we ought to say, you know what? It is true, isn't it? Just like that, your net worth can change. And you went from having $100,000 to having nothing or negative in your retirement. God's doing you a favor tonight, friend. He's saying to you, hey, yeah, you need to work. You need to generate income. You need to support your family. You need to be a part of my work in this world. You need to utilize those resources, but you're putting your trust in those things, and those things will let you down big time. At the end of the day, when I'm standing before God to give an account for my life, he is not going to be impressed with the numbers I have in my checkbook. Because really, 
According to Revelation 18, it's going to be of no value, isn't it? Tonight, do you know, do you have the confidence? Wasn't it precious to hear from Mike? He spent his life pursuing other things. And he finally got tired of that and said, I'm going to give my life to Jesus Christ. I wonder if you follow his example tonight. And you would just say, just like two ladies did on Thursday night, I need to give my life to Jesus Christ. One lady told me, she said, I waited 43 years to finally get things right with God. I'm glad she did right now, amen? Is tonight your night? Is God doing you a favor? The Bible says to us very clearly, money is not everything. You need to be invested in something, but you need to be investing in eternity. Start with your own life, and then let God use you to invest in others. Let's pray together. Father, sometimes when we read your word, especially when we read something like the book of Revelation, it can seem like uh, just a story or um, a nice emphasis, but it's hard for us in the middle of our busy lives and all that we have going on and raising children and and trying to work and keep the house going and, and all the different dynamics. Some tonight taking care of parents and as they're getting elderly, Lord, there's just so many demands. Raising children, it's hard for us to see the bigger picture. But I pray tonight, Lord, that you've helped each one of us just to realize that one day this scene, this is a prophecy. One day this scene is going to play out. It is going to happen. In a very short amount of time, all the things that we've put value into in this world all the material things, all the possessions, all the money, all the houses and boats and cars and investments, Lord, all these things are going to be absolutely worthless. Would you help us to realize that tonight? And to make a decision, a wise choice tonight to invest in things that are going to last. First of all, by trusting our lives to you. And I pray, Lord Jesus, if there's somebody here tonight that's never given their life to you, that they would just call out to you tonight and say, Jesus, thank you for coming to me tonight and speaking to my heart. I want to give you my life and ask you to come into my heart and forgive me and come into my life and be my Savior. Lord, I want to begin living my life for things that are going to last. Lord, for many of us who've put our trust in you as our Savior, Maybe last week, maybe years ago. It is so easy for us to be sucked away, swept away in the flood of all the different things that are surrounding us day by day. But for some of us, you're doing us a favor tonight. You're giving us your grace tonight. You're giving us a glimpse. You're reminding us of why we first started walking with you. Lord, because it's only in you that things of eternal value are going to be found. I pray if there's somebody here wasting opportunities tonight. Lord, if somebody's wasting the time that they're, they have to raise their children and to pour their lives into them, they're wasting gifts that they're not using for you. They're wasting money on themselves that ought to be invested in eternal uh, opportunities to share Christ with others, Lord, or to grow others or to train others. Whatever it might be, God, I pray that you would just grab our attention
and help us with your help to change the situation tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pastor Jeff's going to play a a final song for us. And I'm going to ask you to sing along with us as we close. But I want to ask you tonight, is God speaking to your heart? Friends, you know, sometimes when I preach messages like this, here's what I think. One day, when you stand before God, God's going to remind you about some things you heard. You're going to be accountable for what you did with his message to you. So I want to ask you to take that very seriously tonight. Is this a checkpoint, a signpost in your life for God to say to you, you need to get your priorities straight? If he's speaking to you, it may be three more years before he has your attention again. You may get caught up in something next week and it take you for seven more years or ten more years. The events that are happening in this book may happen right before your eyes. According to what I read in God's Word, you don't want to wait. In every sense, you don't want to wait. Now is the time to make that decision for Him. So take it seriously. Make that commitment to Him.